0: Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. I'm
1: Drew. And I'm John.
0: And you're listening to The our Archive,
1: our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time.
0: We are here again in the preparatorium where we begin every single episode. <laughs> well, at least we're back to doing that, thankfully.
1: Famously. Um, there was a
0: the, there was the dark times where the <laughs> the Prefatorium was famously divorced <laughs> from the archive, but we no longer live in those dark times. Wow. Just. Different, different dark dark times. times. <laughs> um I am not the prefatorial poobah He is not here and but I am uh in lieu of his attendance I am the prefatorial Goomba and as such <laughs> I have been given his duties and so I will now say to you, John, do we have any comments? Yes. Yes, Drew, we do.
1: Oh, good. We have two comments uh, in response to our episode on mail. Cool. And the first comment comes to us from Kid Creeper. This Kid Creeps.
0: This Kid Creeps. Kid Creeper. Is here to make a comment on this boss. You Was that a Kid Creeper jingle? Wow.
1: Strange things are afoot in the prefatorium.
0: Yes. yes.
1: Uh yeah, Kid Creeper faces Asriel, says. <laughs> now I, I do want to remind us before I get into this comment. We issued a challenge to Kid Creeper last week. We did. We and did. And we what that challenge entailed was Listening beyond the comments, beyond the Prefatorium, <laughs> yes. into the episode yes. proper, and uh, finding a phrase that we were going to embed in that episode to prove to us yes. that he listened to the whole thing. So, or or at least a lot, a, a good large chunk, of portion it, yeah. of it. So, Kid Creeper says, "Y'all are being mean." <laughs> oh, no. I'm trying to go to bed, and you all are like, <laughs> "We will put it somewhere random in the episode," forcing me to stay up and fight falling asleep. Uh, the guy I was talking talking up the hour archive to is pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. So th- oh, thank cool. you for doing that, Kid Creeper. We really appreciate that. Uh, he says I'm now going to stay up until 4 a.m. waiting for you all to say it.
0: <laughs>
1: Thanks, guys. We get so much junk mail, but every once in a while, oh, this is where he comments on the on the episode. Uh, we get so much junk mail, but every once in a while we get a thing of coupons called Valpack. I love going through oh. it. That's fun. Nice. Uh, nice. I, yeah, Valpack. I know about the Valpack, um and I've yeah. never really looked at it, but I like the premise of the the bundle of random offers and yeah. assorted things that you can find in there.
0: I feel like Valpack would be like a good name for a band or something. Oh yeah. You know, to be a, f- a good uh, like uh, silly sort of name of like oh we you know, we wanted to call ourselves val pack yeah <laughs> we were sitting around remember we used to got those things in the mail and so we thought
1: hey that's a good name for a band
0: <laughs> yeah good call though on on digging through the val pack yeah uh he
1: he says now the prompt is self-addressed stamp envelope and he adds i'm not sending you one comment streak oh. 11 <laughs> all right challenge has been met he he yes. did recite the proper phrase uh so congratulations kid creeper and no one else got to it before no one him. beat him yeah i tried to get chelsea to, to do it but <laughs> it would have entailed listening to the whole episode so right
0: this is not gonna waste your no. time doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah so congratulations kid creeper uh, job well done so
0: <clears throat> what does this mean um, he's met the challenge. I think he's King did Creeper have, now. Did we? Well, I don't want to. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. I don't. I in my duties as Prefatorial Goomba, I don't feel that I have the, um. The 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 authority. the authority to to make that decision. So yeah, fair enough. We'll we'll put we'll put his status as King Creeper on hold until the prefatorial Pumbaa is here to weigh in. That sounds perfect. Yeah, we're going to need a quorum before we can assign King Creeper ship. So anyway. I think also before we know, before he's we can give him the title of King Creeper, we kind of need to know if he'll only be commenting on the archive proper or if he'll be leaving comments on the percolator. Mm. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And we don't know what he's going to do in that regard. True but he hasn't made his intentions known no and i have to say the king creeper previous king's creeper (laughs) have commented on percolators on deep dives on on the archive proper on archive proper so you know i'm just gonna put that out there and that'll be something for the prefatorial pumbaa to consider as well yes very
1: very well said uh thank you well said kid creeper We'll have to follow up later on uh, your status, but we appreciate the comment. Thanks for listening, uh, and keep that comment streak up. Yeah. All right. Second comment on the mail episode comes from Mike Westfall. <laughs> ma, 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 Mike Westfall. Yeah. He says three highlights from my mailing childhood. Okay. Number one mailing proofs of purchase cut for stuff like a limited edition (laughs) GI Joe figure or a mug shaped like the Nestle quick bunny. (laughs) mug 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 uh yeah that that is a great recollection uh i i I never got the i had the fridge the refrigerator guy the football player who had his own (laughs) gi joe i didn't mail away for it i think i got it at a garage sale later um but the one that i remember mailing away for oh and i mailed away for the um the the emperor action figure the original emperor was a mail away I think it was a serial, but I could be wrong. Or maybe it was just, you had to clip the, the UPCs from various star Wars action figures. But I do, I do remember Mm -hmm. mailing away for the emperor, but the, there was a thing that GI Joe did for a a brief period where you could get your custom uh, personalized GI Joe action figure. Oh, and the figure didn't change. It was always the same figure. And he he (laughs) wore like a mask or a helmet and, and, this outfit (laughs) so he could be anybody in there yeah but you would get a custom um id card like the the little uh printout on the back of the the thing and it had your your details it would you could like assign yourself weapons specialist and you could write your own background and they would print it on the card that was pretty cool
0: i I do remember that That that's cool enthused about that
1: did you ever mail away for anything like that
0: yeah, I think, I, I think we did mail... I can't remember specifics, but I feel like we did. There were a few proofs of purchase mailed for various items. Um, that's such a cool thing. And you don't... I guess they do it differently now if there's any kind of uh, thing that resembles that still. Because it's, I, there's different ways to prove that you purchase something, oh, true. basically. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, that... that with cereal especially like you had to finish the cereal first yeah yeah you um i mean unless you transferred it to a different container which it's when you when you say that
1: it seems like such a logical thing to do like just throw it in a different thing put it in some tupperware or something right and call it a day but i don't i at the time that never occurred to me or my my family you know Right. And, and I think I'm, kind of. I'm pretty sure I tried to, to be like, can I go ahead and cut the, the thing out of this? And my mom was like, <laughs> no, you haven't finished the cereal yet. <laughs> Fair enough, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, number two, free stuff for kids. A directory of junk you could get mailed to you by sending a self-addressed stamped envelope. <laughs> I mostly sent away for stickers and patches, but also scored glow-in-the-dark
0: shoelaces this way. Ooh. Excellent. Wow, where, where, and he doesn't share sources. Like I would, I'm really curious. Well, what? I
1: think he he treats this in title case "free stuff for kids." So I think that yeah, was the yeah, name yeah. of it. So maybe we can look up "free stuff for kids" and find um, oh. see if there's any like a directory of of that online and index or something. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have vague recollections of something like this being available, but I don't I don't recall ever using it myself. Yeah. Uh, And finally, number three, subscribing and writing to Nintendo Power magazine. Hey. I wrote in constantly, and though it took 10 (laughs) years for them to print my name, (laughs) they always wrote back with a letter personal enough to acknowledge they really did read every letter and admire every envelope turned into a drawing of video game characters.
0: (laughs) Wow. That's awesome. I don't think I ever wrote into Nintendo Power. Did you? No. No. No, I didn't cuz I didn't get the magazine. Oh, okay. I would see it, you know, at the store and stuff, but never uh we never I was already getting Disney Adventure magazine um and I feel like I guess this would have been later but eventually Wizard Mag Wizard magazine. Oh yeah, sure. <coughs> I I I do recall getting
1: it for at least maybe the first dozen issues. Maybe a little bit more than that, but it if I remember, it seemed to come kind of toward the mid to late side of the Nintendo Entertainment Systems heyday, and yeah. uh, I, well, and I've always had kind of like a on again, off again relationship with gaming systems, home mm. game systems. Like, yeah. so I'm I'm really hot on them for a very brief period, and then I kind of cool. Um, yeah. So I never wrote into the to Nintendo power, but I do remember enjoying. There were at least some. Columns or recurring things that I remember liking a lot about it, but yeah. we could probably do a whole episode on Nintendo Power, and oh, we'll probably man. have to have Mike on that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for that excellent comment, Mike. Uh, now, now we're done with comments.
0: Yeah. I could take this hat off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're done being the pooba
0: and I think Goomba. Goomba.
1: Yes. Yeah, sorry, you. That was the Goomba hat. <laughs> I I mean, we're in separate pods, so I can't tell. uh, Prefatorial pods. I can't really see the hat that you're wearing. It's it's very (laughs) hazy. This glass is really kind of foggy and scratched up. Uh, But I do believe I see some sort of vehicle approaching, uh, coming around a bend, and it looks like Hmm. there's room enough for both of our pods on board one of these cabins. So maybe we should climb aboard.
0: Good, all right, I'll, I'll meet you on there.
1: Welcome aboard our uh, special archive monorail car. Wow! Uh, this is this is probably the coolest thing, the the coolest surprise to come out of the archive uh, yeah. in a long time. Um, I had no way of anticipating, no way of knowing yeah. that we had this this monorail here in the archive. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have been riding around
0: on it more. Yeah, I never noticed the rail. No, itself. and you
1: would think that would stick out pretty, pretty uh, obviously. But
0: yeah, here we are. It's obvious now. Yeah,
1: yeah it makes sense. Uh, well, this seems like the perfect place for us to take a little bit of time and talk about uh, conveyance systems <laughs> like this one, made famous in Disney theme parks
0: or yeah, Disney resorts. Yeah yeah I think um one of the things and okay, let's come clean here. This is a theme park episode, so yeah. if that is something you don't want to hear us talk about because we do it a lot, <laughs> sorry uh, understandable <laughs> sorry, good night Kelly <laughs> good night, kid creeper <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I'll also let me preface this also with um this is all off the cuff right yeah that's right just our sort of general knowledge we haven't done the usual mountain of research that we would we couldn't for we didn't
1: know this monorail was here yeah we exactly. didn't know we were going to be swept so, away to talk about this topic yeah
0: so all that being said i think for me one of the things i i love most about disney the disney parks and resorts and and kind of theme parks in general uh really anywhere now that i think about it are these types of vehicles and uh conveyances the the sort of um logistic challenge of moving a lot of people in a steady stream you know from one place to another um and creative ways of doing that right yes not just like, while while they exist in the Disney resorts, not just by bus or, you know, something like that. Yeah. That, that or a taxi or something. Right. Not
1: just a Disney version of something that exists in
0: right. the regular world, but yeah. Things that had yeah. to be and created out of whole cloth. Yeah. Yeah. Whether by, um, whether because of some logistical imperative or to enhance some theming in some way um i love i love it i love all of these vehicles and all of these it it really is completely unironically one of my favorite parts of being added at the parks
1: it's it's one of the first things that tells you you are yeah in, in, a, in a different place right and i'm thinking like yeah specifically i guess this applies at least in my experience, to uh, Walt Disney World. And I Mm -hmm. I still vividly recall the first time going to Disney World. We drove, my family drove us from St. Louis to Orlando, and in what seemed like the longest uh, stretch of time (laughs) in history, I mean, it it felt like we were in the car for like six months (laughs) before we even reached the state line of Florida. But... uh, (laughs) But I remember like the, the drive at this time, there were only the two theme parks. There were only magic kingdom and Epcot center at the time. Right. Um, and we, we drove in, we didn't, we went to the, the hotel that we were staying at. We were staying at the contemporary hotel that first trip and the yeah. approach takes you, it still does um, takes you by uh, monorail beams and yeah. I remember driving up that road and looking out the window and seeing these elevated futuristic yeah. trains go by. And like that is that is the first thing that looks like something other than what you've seen for the last 18 hours of your life in a car. You know, <laughs> right. Or even if you've you know, even if you've flown in through um um through uh, Orlando International Airport and you've mm-hmm. you know, you've still like the the way you get there to the property is in a pretty pedestrian um yeah way you take a bus or you take a car
0: you know not literally pedestrian yeah but... yeah well that was that was a pun <laughs> i guess <laughs> <laughs> accidental i think too the um the contemporary um hotel the, the fact that the monorail travels through it yeah it could, you know, is the next level, um, sort of experience of like, if you're driving up to the contemporary, after you say, you know, after this long road trip, you're sort of in this haze, this is maybe days is a better word of like, Oh my gosh, been in this car for a million years. And, and now you've crossed into the grounds, the Disney, you know, uh, sort of, uh, land Disneyland. <laughs> The Walt Disney Resort. And you come upon the Contemporary, which is a weird sort of, uh, you know, structure to look at already. Yes, it It looks unlike
1: anything, certainly anything in the rest of the landscape of Florida. Yeah,
0: and and it feels sort of old, but new. And then, yeah, you see the monorail beams. And then if you happen to get there when one when the monorail travels inside the building, like, yeah, I feel like you're, you would just be sent into a euphoria. Next level
1: is absolutely, yeah, Yeah. totally right. It's, it's like you, you already have this crazy flying train basically. Right. And now you see that flying train go inside a building. And as you know, as we've talked about things, I, uh, we've talked about before, (laughs) I love it when things go inside other things. I love it when water slides go <laughs> yes. inside inside. Yes. Yeah. So this is just like a, a water slide going inside.
0: I can imagine being a kid and, you know, coming up to that hotel and realizing you're going to get to like get on the monorail inside, inside that building. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. What an amazing Incredible. moment. Yeah. But the, and there
1: are other ways too, like the other other means of conveyance that sort of bridge the the arrival experience, particularly at Disney World, but also I think at Disneyland, mm-hmm. to, that you're that are un- unusual, and um, like the 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 biggest one at Disney World is the Magic Kingdom ferry boat that takes you from the yeah. transportation and ticket center across the Seven Seas Lagoon to the entrance of the Magic Kingdom, and it's like that it's so thought out so well thought out I think in terms of like building your anticipation that whole journey yeah. where you get out of your car and even before you get to the boat you have to get on a parking tram
0: like yeah. where else do you get was, on a yeah. parking tram like I love the parking amazing. tram amazing I love I well one I love these purpose built vehicles like vehicles that exist um only because the parking lot was created, (laughs) you know, in a way like,
1: yeah. Um, We need to get a bunch of people away from their cars and to another place to get on a different vehicle.
0: And I love like the vacuum vacuum formed like seats, yeah. you know, the the (laughs) seemingly one piece that's like dropped over the, you know, like housing or it is the housing. Yeah. It's like a fiberglass frame. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, formed just so to to fit over that structure yeah
0: and then sort of needlessly complicated doors that you (laughs) open to get into the tram like the (laughs) somehow completely unintuitive (laughs) a door should really only work one way but that's i don't mean like open one way i mean like if you come upon a door, there should be no like questions in your mind of how to open the door. that's yes, right. <laughs> but somehow, I don't know if there's like a visual like trick happening. But you, you look at this thing, you're like, I don't know, how, how to do open I get this. on this? Yeah, and like there's a little infographic that supposedly tells you, but I feel like it's not clear. <laughs> and so you, you sort of over, if you're there long enough, you get this like you know muscle memory of okay, I. This is how I open the doors yes. on these things. What's great is that like, um, they've
1: had so many decades to perfect that and improve on yeah. that mechanism, and yet it's still kind of strangely, yeah. like,
0: charmingly convoluted. Um, and I love the, um, the they 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 begin, as you say, they begin the anticipation here. Well, not they begin it with sort of entering the resort grounds, right, yeah. with all the signage and stuff, but once you park at uh in the lot of one of the the parks itself they've they start that anticipation on the tram because sort of uh, as you're riding the tram to the park uh to well I guess the transportation and Ticket ticketing center. center um they're giving you little audio like information about you know yeah.
1: you're going to uh, have a great day tram.
0: Yeah, the tram runs until one a.m. or so. You know, one hour after park closing, and um, you know you're gonna have a magical day, and blah blah blah. And it's just like you're like, I'm here, I'm here. It's then they're telling me, yeah, what's you're on your happen. way, yeah, to
1: the next leg and of I your journey. All the...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's like not really ceremony, but it sort of feels like ceremony around uh, the whole tram experience of like. The person, the 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 cast member that's giving announcement is in the back, right? That person sort of hanging onto the back of the tram, and they give instructions to the driver, right? They're oh, like, yeah, driver, yeah. we're clear, honk, honk, you know, the, the, <laughs> all the little cues that come through. Um, I really enjoy that. But yeah, that that tram then takes you to the the. Trans is it Ticketing and Transformation it's Center? Or...
1: Transportation and Ticket
0: Center. Thank you. Yes. Um, and this is the hub of Disney transportation, right? Yeah. The trams take you here, and now you have options sort of you have options <laughs> the, in, the, in the morning. It seems like you don't, yeah. But... <laughs>
1: They're funneling you through pretty hardcore in one direction, but
0: yeah, but you've got uh monorail station and you've got the, the ferry. Yeah. And you've got buses there too. Oh, that's right. There's there there a little bus hub there
1: that. too. I don't think yeah. they use it as much for buses as they used to, but cause it yeah. used to be like, that was the bus depot for, um, where you could, you could go there and get a bus to anywhere else. And I don't yeah. think that's quite the case anymore, but yeah, you've got, you've got your monorail platform that, that is without a doubt the best monorail platform. Um, Mm. It's the largest one, and it it's also mm-hmm. I think it it serves the most lines. It, that is that is the nexus of the the monorail lines. You've right. got the the express monorail to the Magic Kingdom that just stops yeah. at the Transportation and Ticket Center and the Magic Kingdom. You've got the monorail the the Magic Kingdom Resort monorail that goes to all the right. resorts around the that area, and then you've got the Epcot monorail that takes you to Epcot yeah. Center. Um, and I've always loved uh. I I don't know. I would love to be able to put this in the show notes. I don't know if there is any, like, uh, photos or video of this. But I've always loved that when you transition from one monorail to another monorail, that that Uh station, that the Transportation and Ticket Center, has kind of like a set route to get you there. And there are certain ramps that you can only get to if you are transitioning, <laughs> like it, uh, taking amazing. a specific transition. Like let's say right. you are on, let's say you're staying at one of the the resorts around the Magic Kingdom area, and you want to go to Epcot, So you get on the resort monorail, and you take that mm-hmm. loop back to the transportation and ticket center. And then when you disembark right. there, you take a special dedicated ramp that takes you like down the backside of the thing and up to mm-hmm. the loading platform to get onto the Epcot monorail. I love that yes. ramp. I love Yes, it. a
0: dedicated ramp. That, <laughs> that ramp is only tread upon by those who have taken the route from the resort loop monorail to the Epcot monorail. Yes, yes. Incredible. I, it, it,
1: it, yeah, they dedicated that special space yeah. just for that dynamic and it's
0: fabulous and and likely no pomp or circumstance around that ramp in terms of you know you know be you know there's there's not a sign that says you are one of the select few who will walk this ramp Um, you just have to figure that out for yourself
1: and appreciate it as such (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) and i think like i have to assume that it was
1: designed that way for like the opening of epcot so that like you could have this cohesive experience where like you oh. don't have to leave the Disney conveyance yeah. infrastructure you know like you you get you you walk yeah. out of your your resort or if you're in the contemporary, you just go inside your resort and get on a monorail you don't ever leave the station you just you go yes. from monorail to monorail yes it's it's fabulous
0: there are degrees of you know. Insularness within the Disney parks, and 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 uh, you know there's they talk about the Disney bubble itself yeah. um, at Walt Disney World where you enter the resort grounds and you don't really have to leave if you don't want to, and and within that there are other bubbles micro bubbles, yeah, yeah, micro bubbles, <laughs> and you have just identified <laughs> the transportation micro bubble that that contains the ramp. <laughs> it's the only place that ramp
1: exists is within that wow
0: oh man that's that's really cool um you know you'd spoken about anticipation and i and something i'm always thinking about lately not always but it comes to mind a lot is um when tony baxter describes how the pirates of the caribbean ride works and uh in disneyland And how it it sort of, in stages, removes you from the reality of your world and sort of puts you into the reality of Pirates of the Caribbean. And I feel like there's a similar thing happening with the sort of the the sequence of conveyances that bring you to the Magic Kingdom Mm -hmm. um, in Orlando. To where you're getting further and further from the outside world. Yeah. And and, and I think there's a, absolutely a cognitive um, separation that happens there, too, where the further you are removed from things that are familiar to you and the reality, the more you can immerse yourself inside of, you know, all of the experiences that are at Magic Kingdom. And so, you know, as you, you know, you, you, for one, like we just said, you enter Walt Disney World Resort and you're like, you're are, there's nothing to be seen other than Disney stuff. Right. Yeah. And even that is hidden from you for the most part. You're seeing maybe some signage, yeah. but mostly it's, you know, the top of um, a building here or there. Yeah. You see yeah. The spaceship but mostly you're, maybe. Yeah. Right. But really you're just seeing roads and, grass and trees and then um, let's say you drive to the parking lot for Magic Kingdom you park you get on that tram it takes you away from your car right that's sort of the last vestige of familiarity
1: yeah, it's like from here on um, out you're in uncharted territory
0: yeah. yeah exactly and then you know for the uh, for those who have never been there there I would think there's like a lot of confusion around it takes you to the transportation and ticket center. <laughs> and you were thinking you were going to the park. Right,
1: yeah. You think you're going to walk through the gates and, and the,
0: there's, there's the train <laughs> no, station. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But that is not what happens. And then they funnel you over to the ferry and then you take this and that's where like the sort of magic and the storytelling starts to hit hard. Right. Um, and I will say, let me, let me, let me, um, say for Ashley's sake, a ferry is sort of a a terrifying prospect if you have get motion sickness. (laughs) So the fact that they, it seems like at least when the last few times we went, there's no option for the monorail early in the morning Mm -hmm. is, you know, that's not great. But if if that's not a problem for you, the ferry is very magical kind of, um, uh, I mean, Maybe not otherworldly, but just completely different from the norm for most people. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, there, there's a contingent of people who who probably ride a ferry somewhat frequently. A, a, a very yeah. small percentage of the overall uh, population that goes to Disney World is familiar with ferries. Right. Yeah. So if you are in that vast majority who who's not used to riding it, it's right. it's wonderfully weird, and it and yeah. it's. It, if you don't know anything about Disney World, if it's your first time there, or even if you have been there before, I think it's still interesting to, you know, you're going to the theme park and you have this concept in your head about, like, this is what the theme park experience is. But before right. you get there, you're like... You're you're on this lagoon, and there's there's a yeah. Polynesian village over there, and there's that contemporary yes. building over there, and there's that weird ornate place that looks like the Del Coronado uh, Hotel over <laughs> um, uh, on the side of the beach over there. And you're like, where yeah. am I? What is going yeah. on?
0: And it t- catches you off guard. It, it takes you off your guard, right? Because because it's easy to enter a place like the Disney parks with a lot of cynicism um in your heart and and I wouldn't blame anyone for showing sure. up there with that kind of um the those feelings and those thoughts so in a way it's sort of like you, you it's saying you expected one thing and we're sort of serving up a different thing mm-hmm. and I think it it makes it easier to be like oh this isn't you know what I expected and maybe this will be fun maybe this will be Um, surprising. Surprise
1: me. Yeah. 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 Definitely.
0: Now the the factor. There's always the factor of the throngs of people that are pressed up against you (laughs) (laughs) as you ride these various vehicles and and things. And I, you know, that's the that's the one aspect that, as always, I would be happy to remove but i suppose that's part of it
1: yeah i think the ferry is probably where it is it is most um palatable i guess because it's such a huge structure that even though you have it packed with a lot of people it 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 doesn't feel like it's as encroaching on your space um when you're in the monorail um there's a limit to how many people they can fit in in every compartment but it's sure it it definitely it hinders the experience if you have too many people packed in there. Like, the, riding yeah. the monorail can be a joy in and of itself. Like, you can just ride mm-hmm. the monorail around and feel like this is a unique experience that's, you know, worth yeah. doing, worth seeking out. But if there's a lot of people in there, then it does kind of hinder it. But the I think the worst for that is the bus system.
0: Yeah, let's talk about the bus system for a second. Um, it's... <sighs> Is is it possible to make a bus a pleasant place to be? Is the first question I have. It's a
1: good question. It's a very good question.
0: Like, is there any way for the those magicians at Disney Imagineering <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to make a bus ride uh, not only a Pleasant experience, but an exciting or um, delightful one.
1: I think at times they they have approached it. I think they've they've almost mm-hmm. gotten there. I don't know that it's ever been magical on the same scale as the monorail or the ferry or any other transportation systems that they have. But um, and mm-hmm. I say this without having ridden the Skyliner, which is the new gondola. System. Right. But they're the they they based on your destination if everything's running correctly the music that plays on the bus will be themed to where you're headed so if you're headed to animal kingdom you're going to (laughs) hear like kind of
0: exotic um yeah this sort of those drums Drums, yeah and sort of flutey sort of
1: yeah it's going to sort of set the stage for where you're headed now, the, the, the challenge to that, I think there was an era where they just played the music and that was it. But I think the last few times, at least that I've been there, they have this boisterous um, narrator who who chimes in every once in a while and says, hello, everyone. Welcome <laughs> aboard the Walt Disney World Transportation <laughs> yeah. System. Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Transportation System. We're on our way to the Magic Kingdom. For your safety and the safety of others etc yeah. etc and, and it, it totally um, whatever like peace and tranquility you could side, find in that moment the riding the bus listening to those drums to or whatever eating, is sort of yeah. um, hindered by that obnoxious relax, uh, voice that I understand you. you know it maybe it's important that people need to be reminded where they're going you know if this is their first time on a bus or their first time on a resort bus like i could see it being a really uh challenging scenario like did i get on the yeah. right bus especially when you know there are there are so many buses there yeah. at any given moment there are probably would you guess like 200 buses running on disney disney right. world property at any given moment and yeah. there, and usually there are at least two or three of them arriving at a, a certain point at the same time and so yeah. you could very easily get on the wrong bus, or you know, God help you if you don't uh, speak or read English. Like, right. I think they they right. are getting better at adapting to different languages and stuff. But man, like, it's it's not an easy system. No matter in any regard, it's not an easy system. Right. And if you have any kind of um, if there's, if there's any block there to, to your ability to interpret the English language, right. Um, or even just like uh, if, if, if your view is obscured where you can't even see what the sign says, then yeah. it's possible because there's always throngs of people there. It, and and it's seemingly, I, I will say having ridden those buses uh, I, for 20, 30 years now, I think we, I don't yeah. remember writing them that first time that we went, but definitely on any subsequent trip, I've always ridden the bus and it, it, there have been times where it was more pleasant than it is now. I think it It's, it's, it's maxed out. It's beyond maxed out right now. It's, it's nightmarish.
0: <laughs> um, I think the, the worst time to be on those buses is, is at the end of the night mm. when the parks are emptying mm. out <clears throat> because like that's you know obviously when they're most they're packed the most full and in the mornings they're packed full as well but everyone's excited yeah um everyone's like you know buzzing with energy of like we're going to the parks it's gonna be fun you know the kids are all like yes we're doing it you know and and, and even if a kid an excited kid is an annoyance to you, which I totally understand. Um, That can be tempered somewhat by your own excitement or interest in where you're heading at the end of the night, when you're tired and you've been around, you know, humans all day (laughs) and uh, you're, you're ready to be back at your hotel and you first have to wait in a line to get on the bus. And and, and sometimes <laughs> you know, multiple you, buses may go by before oh you even get gosh. on. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And, if, and you're waiting for your bus. Yeah. You know, like you, you see all the, they, they all look the same. And so until you can read the little LED, you know, signage on the bus itself, you're not even sure if it's for your hotel uh, or wherever you're going. <clears throat> that is like, I mean, just that is, is such a frustrating experience and it's likely very hot because you're in Orlando. Um, and then, and then they just jam it full of people. Like they take absolutely as many people that as will fit on the bus. So you're likely going to be standing as you take the 15 minute ride (laughs) back to your hotel. And everyone on that bus is tired and sick of being around each other and, and smelly, you know, it's smelly. <laughs> yeah. And so that was our, you know, our Ashley and my first trip to Disney world, we did the, you know, we flew and then did the bus system and, and it was so bad. We're like, we're just going to drive next time. So we have a car while we're here. And that was so much better. Yeah. Um, than, than doing the buses, I, I never want to use the buses again. Although I say that I did use them when I was in Orlando for work and, um, and decided to go just sort of bum around the, uh, the resort grounds, mm-hmm. not going to any parks, but just use some free let's, we didn't mention that. Yeah. This is free. all free. If you can get yourself to Disney property, you can yeah.
1: take advantage of all of this.
0: Yeah. And I, I did, I got, went to Disney Springs, um, and then got on a bus from Disney Springs to, uh, where did I go first? I think I went to the Polynesian hotel. And then from there took the monorail loop. And this is the thing, like you can get a Disney fix by just, yeah, I think you already kind of said this by just riding on the monorail. Yeah, oh, totally. <clears throat> you know, you can you practically go through the park in some cases. Um, in some ways and it's, it's even better than going to the park. I, I well, let me yeah. uh,
1: this this may sound absurd, no, I, but like and I know you will get yeah. this, but if you're if like somebody's listening to this and they're like <laughs> that's ridiculous, you know, who goes to who who goes to the expense and the time of going to disney world and then says like i just want to ride the the train that takes me around the park or you know uh from the the hotels from one hotel to another but like i there and it's it's very specific this is a very personal specific memory but i when i was an adolescent and not not old enough to spend evenings out alone right no siblings, no one, you know, my parents don't want to, my parents were never the people that wanted to go out in the evening after having been at the parks all day. Um, but you know, I don't, I, it's, it's eight o'clock or whatever. And I, it, I don't want to just sit in a hotel room with my parents, you know, for, (laughs) for for three hours or whatever. Um, the monorail is a lifesaver because you, you really do feel like you are living this crazy Fascinating experience, and it's it's right there. It's super accessible, yeah. And you know you can and you can do it all night long if you want to, or as as long as you're allowed to, or whatever. And that still holds true. Like like you say, if you just go there, you don't even have to go to the parks. You get that experience, and it is so
0: unusual that it's worth having. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the monorail is is maybe a. The ferry is probably there too, but monorail feels the most like, um, like a ride that isn't a ride. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it, its real purpose is to get you somewhere, but it, it feels like they did put thought into kind of the experience and 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 what uh what kind of mindset it should put you into.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially, I think. Um, well, uh, given that it's it the routes that you take, um, you're always like it, it's like you're as close to that theme park experience as you can possibly be. So, yeah. like with the Magic Kingdom, like you're seeing all of these different hotels, yeah, and all of those like kind of reflect some aspect of the Magic Kingdom. Right, and then with the Epcot one, you're on this like very futuristic transportation system, and you're you're going. It actually takes you into the park. You go into the park. You go into uh, the park, and you do that teardrop loop. um, Oh man, which is so insanely cool. Like if if you've never done it before, it's amazing. It's totally unexpected. You don't think that this is going to happen, and if you haven't done it in like a long time, it's such a great. um, It's an overwhelming feeling of a return. To, yeah. to see that to go through that so it 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 really does kind of straddle that line perfectly and in Disneyland it's even more uh like that because it it sort of was created as a theme park ride it originally didn't really go anywhere mm-hmm. you just right. rode it around inside the park and right. eventually it started it it moved out and took you to the hotel but you know for the most part it's just something else
0: to do in the park yeah I love the the what I love about the Disneyland one is how much it encroaches on uh everything else you know what I mean like it is like it's so clear you feel like you could reach up and grab the train as it goes by yeah it's Um, right there yeah it feels very uh present and very um immediate you know what I mean and and in the way that we talked about how they 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 sort of try to create this kinetic energy in the park. Like those that monorail specifically in Disneyland really adds to that energy. Yeah. Um, and in a
1: in a. in and out of all those different <coughs> rides. Oh, yes. It crosses yes. over the submarines. It goes around the Matterhorn. It yeah. It goes over Autopia. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. What about the the various. I haven't really experienced them, but the various boats and things that you can, uh, I guess rent on like Bay Lake. Yeah. In Orlando. Have you done any of that stuff?
1: My dad and I did, we took out, there's a little, um, you can do these little like two seater boats yeah. that you can yeah. rent. I, don't, I forget what they're called, but, um, they have a cutesy name and, and those are very fun. My dad and I did that one time. Um, there is a, there's that famous sequence in the, um, uh, Christmas at Walt Disney world where uh-huh. Pablo Cruz <laughs> yes. uh, takes out a four person paddle boat on Bay Lake and uh, yes, which just a four person <laughs> paddle boat has never looked as much fun <laughs> as it does in that sequence. Um, but yeah, there's all manner of watercraft <laughs> uh, and, and I don't have a whole lot of familiarity with it beyond those little two seater things. I have done uh parasailing at the contemporary yeah. which was really fun it was the only time i've ever done parasailing but wow um it was and it was like kind of scary like it, yeah. it it was it just a realish real enough experience yeah i but feel that like that would
0: terrify
1: me it i i just felt like i was gonna slide right out of the little hook that yeah. you're sitting in
0: <laughs> um, so i don't feel like i got to fully
1: appreciate that you're like 85 feet above the water um <laughs> uh, but it was it was cool um so I, what I really love about the watercraft at Disney World is the, the, the boats that are not necessarily recreational, but that take you from uh, one resort hotel to another, or yeah. to the parks. And there's like a, there's a boat that will go from the Magic Kingdom resorts to the to the docks, and then there's yeah. the boats that take you from the Epcot area resorts right. to the Studios Park Epcot. and Epcot. And and
0: aren't there boats that take you from the resort some of the resort hotels to epcot or am I, yeah well that... from
1: from the boardwalk and the yeah. beach club those ones that are right next to epcot right yeah you can take yeah. those that's a really nice ride um and it goes to the studio park as well so you could yeah you could take that boat you could leave epcot get on a boat and have that boat drop you at the studio park or vice versa which is yeah awesome way better than a bus yeah um, my favorite watercraft Um, in that regard is the one, the boat uh, line that runs on the Sasagula River, Ah. which runs between um, the Port Orleans Resort, the Old Key West Resort, and Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. And I think Saratoga Springs too, um, sometimes. And those are all, like, those resorts are probably the farthest away from the theme parks of any. Yeah. Um, So I think it's nice that they've upped their game a little bit in, in the the environmental transportation that you get right. out there it's it, it it is on the outskirts and it it sort of plays up that aspect that it's on the outskirts
0: yeah um, you sort of feel secluded back there i would love it if they started creating more themed experiences around those uh, maybe it doesn't have to be around those specific um boats but like if there was just um like an old You know like skiff or or even like the you know like this new jungle cruise movie that's coming out some Mm -hmm. kind of junky boat that's like that one um where it is just like a little themed experience doesn't necessarily take you anywhere or it could be like you know take you to one of the parks but it's like you know some cast member who's playing a character is like ah oh, yeah come on uh, come aboard ignore the the leaks there and you know
1: yeah like, yeah
0: like puts on a whole little show and it's almost like maybe it's like adventure club on a boat or oh, something
1: Oh god i love that
0: yeah there's like a little bit of
1: storytelling there it's not an yeah. elaborate
0: story but it's just
1: it's it's an experience yeah
0: yeah and the story could change depending on the time of day like if you were to take the boat you know to the park in the morning the the cast member is looking like you know alert and awake and like hey, it's you know have a great day and then when you get there and take it home home when you take it back to your <laughs> room or something like the the cast member looks like oh man it's had a real rough day you know something yeah comedic but um to 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 allude to something that happened while you weren't there yeah. or something you know? Yeah, they've
1: been at it this whole time and Right. Yeah, and you actually get to see that transformation happen. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a different ride every time then when you have that element. Yeah,
0: yeah that's great. You could even and the, I was thinking the same thing with the buses like when I was asking like can you make the bus ride exciting? But the, the I think the challenge is always going to be And this is their challenge they experience and every single thing they do in those parks is the tension between telling a story um, and creating an immersive experience and uh, the logistics of a person understanding what they're doing. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like you you're 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 on vacation and you're trying to get somewhere or do something and and at what point. Do you remove the artifice so that person can, like, understand, oh, this is how I get to the park?
1: Yes. Yeah. This is – it's not – It. I, I think it's going to crystallize in that the transportation that is going to ferry people from the new uh, Star Wars hotel mm-hmm. to Galaxy's yes. Edge at uh, Disney's <laughs> yeah. uh, Hollywood Studios. <laughs> So yeah the 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 Star Wars hotel uh much talked about um, right and for a time it seems like it maybe wouldn't even happen but it's it's essentially the the storyline there is that it's a cruise ship it's an intergalactic cruise ship right and you spend right. like 2 days in space quote unquote and then on the third day you arrive at Batu the planet of Batu yeah and you take a, a shuttle down to the planets and, and this is, <laughs> yes. I, I love, I, I, so I hate everything about Star Wars right now. Like it, mm-hmm. in, in my own like way, I, I hate everything about Star Wars, but I love this artifice. I love that they are going for it, and I love yeah. that it, it runs the risk of being, like people are just not gonna get yeah. it, you know? So you, you, they're, they're gonna put you on a bus and take have you have that bus transport you to a special entrance to the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land. Um but you have to believe that you're not on a bus. You have to believe that you're getting on a space
0: shuttle, a little Wait. shuttle, and it's <laughs> taking you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where are we in the sequence of events? Am I just Am I coming to the hotel? So you, the, my understanding of this experience is like you
1: take your you you drive your car up to the Star Wars hotel, which is yeah. essentially a dock for this ship. Okay. Yes. And you go in there, and they're like, "Welcome aboard! You're going to be taking off. We're going to launch." Yeah. The get ship. on this
0: space elevator, right? That's going to take you up to the ship, right? Right.
1: And that takes you that takes you up to the to the the cruise ship that you're going to be on for the next two days. <laughs> And right, then right. You that cruise ship, yeah, uh, gets into orbit above Batu, and then you have to board a little shuttle that's gonna yeah. take you down and land right. on the planet. That shuttle right. doesn't exist. That shuttle is a bus. No,
0: well, no, I don't think it's a bus. I don't think it's a bus. That's what well, I've I seen. I think. Oh, really? The, it's, is there? It's a,
1: it's a bus that has like this
0: artifice built around it.
1: So like it it has no windows or anything. Yeah. I mean it has it has windows,
0: but the oh, windows are fake. They're showing you I, space
1: uh... <laughs> traveling by.
0: <laughs> I assumed the way it would work is and I guess I I guess this I'm not certain the geography of everything, but my assumption was the hotel was like right smack next to like galaxy's edge like on the back side of it. I think it's pretty and, close. And that you would enter essentially a ride vehicle that was the shuttle that takes you down to the planet surface. I guess and then,
1: technically it is, but my understanding but is are, it's a retrofit you, bus. And that the bus travels? Yes. Yes. The, oh, it, that's incredible! It actually oh my drives <laughs> It's it, like, you know, f- practic practically speaking, is... it's driving you out of like the service area uh, of the hotel and into the service area of the theme park. Yeah, yeah. But but not letting you see any of that, and you have that to is believe fantastic.
0: that this is all happening in <laughs> world in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, incredible. this is sort of un. I think unprecedented in in Disney history of, of like a hotel being trussed up to look or not look like, but to depict a, a vehicle. Yeah. A a cruise ship. Right. Yeah. There's so many excellent, you know, I just, I'm really glad you brought this up because to me, this is like, again like the next level of disney convolutedness yes of like you're there's the the, in the real (laughs) 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 in real world terms what you're doing is you're gonna go stay at a hotel and you're not gonna leave that hotel for two days yes and then, when you are allowed to leave that hotel, you're going to one place. You can
1: only go to one
0: land in one theme yeah. park. Yeah, and and I think we did talk about this a little bit pre and pre somewhere along the line. But I'm I'm really curious as to how willing they are to let you break the experience. I feel like they you. I feel like there's no way they're going to be like, well, you can't leave the ship. Yeah. Right. Right. You're like, I want to go
1: to Disney Springs. Where's the bus for Disney (laughs) Springs? (laughs) And they're going to be like, sir. Sir, that's light years away. We're nowhere near planet Earth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And like the, so the, the, um, (laughs) the, the sort of story, the narrative gymnastics they'll have to go through to keep it in world this, like if someone goes up and is like, I, you know, we want to go to Disney Springs today. How do we get there? Like the, the, how much will they try to keep that within the narrative of like, Oh, well you can take our teleportation pod. Right. To, you know what I mean? Or right. like the, because the, they have to acquiesce to those types of requests. There's no way they're going to force everyone to stay within the confines of the narrative. But in my dream world, they do do that, that they, yeah, they refuse they, to let you go. <laughs> yeah. They, in, in best case scenario, they, they simply do not acknowledge requests like that. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's the person, the dad's like, I, hey, we're going to, we want to go to Epcot today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir, I've not heard of that system. <laughs> and our cruise ship is scheduled to dock at Batu in two days. That's where we're headed. Uh, we I mean, don't have any... You can take a spacewalk, but it's not going to work out well for you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I think what's exciting is the sort of fictional conveyances that are, that are perspective in this, because I believe I've read that there is a space elevator... Yeah, which is something they're. I think they're kind of testing with the new hotel or new restaurant that's being built in Epcot. That space uh, restaurant, yeah, right. That's supposed to have this kind of elevator function, that seem you know sort of sends you hundreds of feet in the air to the restaurant, where it's all windows that are like space. So to me, this is really. It seems like this whole restaurant is sort of a test of different systems that will then be replicated for the cruise line. Yeah. But so they're creating this fake elevator, a fake, a a fake (laughs) cruise ship. And then a a bus (laughs) that has been outfitted to look like a space shuttle, but only on the inside, right?
1: Like, or maybe like one side of it where you load, the rest of it it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside cuz you're never going right. to see that. It's just yeah, the inside has been changed to you're look, right. look not like a bus.
0: They'll probably have some sort of um almost jetway that yeah, you know, that obscures any and all views of the exterior of the bus. Yeah, I'd have to assume so. I wish that it didn't cost three hundred billion dollars <laughs> um, to stay at that hotel because I really want to experience all of the um, logistics and, and and sort of story aspects of this. You know, yeah, I I am so I, I I'm pretty neutral on Star Wars in general. I I, I did really like The Mandalorian. But as far as, like, worlds that I want to inhabit, it's very low on the list. But just the uh, – uh, everything around – like, I just love these kinds of problems that are – that don't need to exist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? No like, one said, like, man,
1: I really wish I could live in this exhaustively cohesive Star Wars experience. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like they yeah. would have
0: settled for like just a, a hoth ride or something, right? <laughs> Nobody right. Nobody needed to but, go to these
1: links, but they're doing it.
0: I absolutely love that they're doing it, and they're going. They're they they're not not satisfied with just the land, but going even further with this hotel, like doubling down. When it seems like the land is falling a bit flat in a lot of ways yeah. for people, um, but you know maybe this is all part of building on building on it and making you know, five years down the line, the full experience is one that is more rewarding. Yeah. Um yeah. The um you mentioned the Skyway. Yeah. I have obviously have not ridden it either. I've watched, you know, plenty of videos of, of people on it and from what I understand it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I've heard um, like pretty much universal
0: uh acclaim for it. Yeah. Like the, the views are really great. Um, and it's much faster and more convenient than a lot of the other than the buses, obviously. But I've heard even like, well, just with the reach, like with what they will, what they can take you to and from better than the monorail in terms of being able to get around the parks, um, in a, in a, a more efficient fashion. Um, they of course did have like their early issues of I think within a week. <laughs> right? It was within a week it was of operation. Like that. I think.
1: Definitely within like the first month. It, it yeah, they it had a shut down one of the lines. There was like a with crash. people. Yeah. Yeah. People and yeah, and the were... famous um emergency kit that had like
0: a bag that you were supposed to pee in or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like people, yeah, were stranded on it and had to be evacuated from it in yeah. the middle of the night. It, and
1: it's funny, like there there was so much scrutiny around it, and I think a lot of people, myself included, were kind of lined up waiting for this thing to fail, just yeah. because it's not the monorail, it's not the thing that we love, you know. So I was I was totally on board with like this being a mistake, right? Yeah. But it it, it clearly seems to be working, and the the thing that I think a lot of people forget in that circle, and there is a really uh, a very vocal circle of people who scrutinize everything that these parks do and everything that comes out of them. And, and like what, what didn't really get talked about in the wake of that is that all of these systems fail, like, and, and many of them fail like immediately upon launch. And there was like a great story that I, um, I read, I think the, the guy who was the publicist for Disney world when it opens, he wrote a book and there's a passage in there where he talks about how they were having um, the first, group of press come to disney world right before it opened and the monorail wasn't working so they were going to have all these people dropped off at the transportation and ticket center and yeah. the ferry wasn't there the monorail wasn't working the only way that they had to get them from the parking lot to the magic kingdom was the parking lot tram oh. so people had to get on the tram yes. I don't, like the tram is like the unsung hero of the florida yeah. property right and and they had to drive them and it gets even more like uh chaotic and and troublesome after that it's fraught with danger because there's a dip in the road to the magic kingdom where there's a waterway that goes over the road yeah and and the road takes this intense dip and it would overheat the motor on the um on the parking wow. tram to go back up that hill after it took the dip under the waterway. Yeah. So they were never sure if they were actually going to be able to get these VIP press people to the magic kingdom or back to their cars. They weren't sure if yeah. the tram was going to make it. And so like, and, and the the monorail caught fire a bunch of times or, yeah. you know, the doors failed on it before, before it was reliable. There's always problems with that. So I don't think it's unprecedented that the skyway has, had, had a rocky
0: start. Um, I think, I think to me, what, what feels more cataclysmic about it is the fact that, you know, these things are hanging so high in the air and, and also like, it just seems, why did that happen? Why, <laughs> why did it crash? So, well, you know, and effectively what happened is like the, 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 the pods or the cars or whatever they kind of go at a certain speed um when they're on when they're traveling between stations mm-hmm. and when they come into the station they slow down and then they move much slower so people can board them mm-hmm. and in this instance from what i understand it just i don't know if what happened but like the the timing got off and one of them it and they were empty i think the ones that crashed but yeah. It one of them came in you know and didn't slow down or something and you know crashed into the next one and and by that point they're all very close to each other so there's a sort of chain reaction and so like that shut everything down and it's just like how why did that happen then yeah you know what i mean like like why was it because they were running it for a good month or so testing it yeah
1: well, and it's not this. the first time... This is not a, a first-of-its-kind system, too. Like, they right. They contracted with somebody who had built these around the world, yeah. and so you would think that those mechanisms should <laughs> be pretty, you know, standard at this point and, and yeah. standardized, but... Yeah, it's... Uh, but, but I bet, like, 10 years from now, maybe even just a couple years from now, nobody will even remember that, that that happened. Yeah. You know, it'll be yeah. so... So, um, that system will be so ubiquitous to people's experience
0: of Disney right. World that they won't even realize that it was ever a problem. Yeah. One other um, sort of transportation system, I don't know if it's still going, that they did that felt pretty so, somewhat scurrilous and, and, and um, opportunistic were the minivans.
1: Oh, yeah. This was their like take on Uber.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and so Uber and Lyft, obviously one of the sort of like secret, um, pro tips of visiting the Disney parks is if you don't want to ride the bus and you don't want to use the monorail system or something, um, you can get just an Uber or Lyft to take you from your hotel to the park or what, you know, what have you. And I, I think Disney couldn't really do anything about it necessarily, but they could present their own version of it, and right. it's it, it's such it, it's laughable the <laughs> um, this service because it was essentially I think it cost twenty dollars for one way trip of up to six people to you know from one location one to, to another. another yeah twenty dollars per trip.
1: So you could ride the bus for free, or take any of the other things, and that could yeah. take you anywhere from like twenty minutes to two hours to get from one right. place to another.
0: <laughs> or you You're could right. take the,
1: you could pay twenty dollars and, yeah, yeah, get there. Or you can right pay
0: away. half that for an Uber for a or a Lyft. Or a Lyft. Yeah. Um, and the minivans were were vans with many uh, polka dots on them, yeah. mini Mouse polka dots and i give them credit for the name like the minivan is is a really clever um yeah you know name for it but it's just like and, and from i think i think there's like literally nothing to it it is just a minivan like there's no
1: yeah they don't play like disney videos in it
0: or anything right yeah and so it just felt like come on <laughs> the just...
1: driver is certainly not a cast member in character or anything like that <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um so that felt pretty like um I don't know just not the the best. Uh just felt what is what's the term of like It more, seems crass,
1: you know, I guess. Crass, a little that's bit. Right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I I it's actually sort of like... I've not ridden in in one of the minivans, but I did have an experience. I don't know if they're still doing this, but they had like uh for a brief time the last time I was there. This was in I think 2017. Mm-hmm. Um they had a a, an express bus system that you could uh, pay for and it was like a a a day a single day ticket basically Mm -hmm. you had a pass that was good for the entire day whenever you bought it and it was like 70 or 75 dollars a day and it would take you from park to park directly it didn't go anywhere else but if you wanted to just maximize your time in the parks. This was probably the best way to go because it would actually take you from a backstage location in the park to a backstage location at another park. So you bypass the security and you bypass the entrance and everything. Um, And like I, at the time my mom was really excited about this one because we were only there for, I think two or three days at the time. Yeah. And that's, it's, if you're going to try to do everything, it's a lot to do in, in that amount of time. Um, yeah. so she was excited about it because it would, it would help us maximize our time and everything. But I think she was also just like genuinely curious about this is something new we've never done before. And I yeah. was kind of excited yeah. about that too, but I, we only did it like once or twice. And I remember being really kind of deflated by it because they take you backstage where right. I don't really want to see the backstage area, you know, yeah. that, that really holds no interest for me. And it actually kind of like ruined part of the, the, The process of getting into the park you know when i go to the magic kingdom part of what i enjoy is walking under the train station
0: and coming out of town square and instead i
1: was in a parking lot behind tomorrowland
0: (laughs) (laughs) i would like that experience if i didn't have to pay for it and if it was one if it was just a thing like oh i'll do this this time yeah yeah you know like like maybe it's like day three of being at the parks
1: Yeah. It's just like a novel thing that you try out once or twice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, uh, out of all of them, I do think the, the parking trams are my favorite (laughs) something. I think it's just the feeling of like, it's the first time you're like, we're here. Yeah. And we are, we're about to be in the parks, you know? Yeah
1: well and it's also like at the end of the day it's like you get one last ride in oh but, man know? yeah
0: open air the breeze yeah and, and the the guy over the PA again is like oh, we hope you had a magical day you know come back tomorrow and yeah. see us or whatever
1: yeah thanks for coming
0: yeah <sighs> well on that note thank you the listener for taking a ride with us yeah we hope the archive uh, monorail
1: kept your arms and legs
0: inside (laughs) this vehicle
1: uh, for the duration of the
0: journey And, uh, and uh i think we'll keep this episode inside the archive